Today's daf is Ksubis daf Nun Dalid, and we are 16 lines from the bottom of daf Nun Gimel Amid Beis, the two dots, Simon. Today's daf is being learned by Ilu Nishmas, Chaim Elazar, Ben Yibadol Chaim, Rib Shimshin Aryeh. So, the Mishnah on daf Nun Beis Amid Beis mentioned halachos related to the Tnaik Ksub. So, when you think of a Ksuba, the namesake of our Masechta, you think of the Chiyuv Mosayim Zuz that a man had to give his wife in the event that she was a Bzula. The Mana that a man had to give his wife in the event that she was an Almana. Machlokes in the Gemara, Machlokes Rishonim, whether the Chiyuv Ksub is the Raisa, whether the Chiyuv Ksub is the Rabbanon, etc., etc. But as we've already seen, really the word Ksuba encompasses a lot more than just that basic Chiyuv of Mosayim Zuz and Mana. Meaning, in addition to the what we would call the Iker Ksuba, there's also Tnoi Ksuba. We're going to see in the coming Dafin. There was also a concept of Toisvis Ksuba. Regardless, the Mishnah Dafin on Beis Amid Beis was discussing the Tnoi Ksuba. Some of the peripheral laws that are mentioned in the Ksuba that are considered to be part and parcel of the Ksuba. And specifically, the Mishnah mentioned three. Number one, Ksubas Brindechren. That we talked about already, a very difficult Tafnun Gimel Amad Aleph. We're not going back. Number two, the Mishnah mentioned the halacha that in the event that a man dies, he leaves over sons and daughters. So the sons, Yashin, that's what it says in the Torah. However, the daughters need to be supported by the money that the sons, Yashin. In other words, it's the obligation of the boys that Yashin to now take care of their sisters. It's Something that was written in the Ksuba, and as a result, it goes down as one of the Tanai Ksuba. And then finally, in the event that a man dies, and he leaves over an estate, plus he leaves over an Almana, the Almana too, Midday Raisa, doesn't Yarshin. However, there is an obligation upon the Yarshin to support the Almana. So the Mishnah actually mentioned the language that was written inside the Ksuba as it relates to all three of these Tanai Ksuba. One of the themes of these Gemaras that we're learning now, we'll see it again in today's daf, is that Chazal darshan the Lashon of Ksuba. So the Lashon of Ksuba wasn't some arbitrary language that was written up by a lawyer, but these are words that were very, very carefully calculated, so much so that we're allowed to use the tools of how we darshan psukim almost, to darshan the language in the Ksuba. And with that introduction, the Gemara now is going to get into some of the details as it relates to the second of the Tanoi Ksuba mentioned in the Mishnah, which is that in the event that a man dies, leaves over sons and daughters, the Mishnah said, Benon Nukfon, the Yahavin Lichi Minoi, Yahavyun Yosfan Bebesi, Umitaznon Minichsi, Adesalikhun Leguf. That responsibility, that obligation that the Yarshim have to support their sisters. And the, Mish- and the Gemara begins with a simon. Simon de Gavri, Shok Zoraf, Miana, so sometimes we, we talk a little bit about the simon. This is actually an interesting simon. It's a double simon because the simon is really made up of five shilas that the Gemara is going to discuss as it relates to this halacha. And the Gemara gave us a simon both to remember what the five shilas were. We'll see very clearly in the Gemara. Also a simon de gavri. Also a simon to know who the names, who the Amairam were that asked this question. And the simon for that is Shok Zaref, as we'll see. Zok the Gemara. The first shayla. <laughs> the following question was asked from Rav Sheshes, Mima Menes, Yeshlo Mezoinois, Oy Einlo Mezoinois, Oktana that got married. Midrabanon, and then she was Memain. She walked away from her marriage. We know Ktana that's married, Kedusha Dirabanon, has the inability on her own to unwind her marriage via the process that's known as Mian. The question is now that she goes back to the house of her brothers. Does she have mezoinus or does she not have mezoinus? So a few things. Number one, traditionally, mion is done when a kitana was married off, not by her father, but rather by her brother or by her mother. If a father marries off his daughter, she's nikudashas midday raisa. It's learned from a pasik, as biti nasati lishazeh. And as a result, the only way she cannot be married is the same way any eshazish could 
go from being married to not being married. Either her husband died or her husband gave her a get. So if we're talking about a katana that's doing me, by definition, it's not the father that was Makabal Kedushan on her behalf. Rather, it was her brother or it was her mother, which means probably that there is no father. Okay, so that sets up a little bit the Shiloh. So there's no father. If there's no father, she was a katana. She was living in the house that she grew up in. Her brothers had yarshined everything. They were supporting her. The question is, she got married. Now there was Mion. Does she go back to being supported? Or does she not go back to being supported? What's the Shiloh? Because we saw on the top of the Yomid, at the end of yesterday's daf, and it's really Mefurish in the Lashon of the Ksuba, that once the Ketana, once this girl gets married, once there's Nesuin, at that point she doesn't get supported anymore. What about if there's Erisin? That's a Shiloh. But if there was Nesuin, for sure she doesn't get supported. Well, this girl had Nesuin. So based on the fact that she had Nesuin, it's over. Even if now she's not married anymore, but once she had Nesuin, she left the Rishos of her father, she left the resource of the estate and as a result, they have no obligation to support her. So what's the tzad that maybe she should be supported? It's because she did miyun. And we know that miyun is oiker, the nesuin, not mikanu lahabo, but it's oiker lemafreya, which means in lumbus, even though she got married, we look at it as if she really never got married. Hence the Shiloh. Do we say that being that Lamaisa, she got married. The marriage took her out of the rishus of the estate. As a result, the brothers don't have an obligation to support her anymore. What did it say in the Ksuba? The Ksuba said, She was married. And because she was married, they have no responsibility. The other side is that it's true she was married, but she did Miyun. Miyun rewrites history. It's Oiker, the Kedushin, and the Nesu, and the Mafreyas. If that's the case, in theory, we look at it as if really she wasn't married. So if we look at she wasn't married, maybe she should have Mazinus. This is the question that they asked Rav Sheshis, Rav Sheshis. What did Rav Sheshis say? This is a theme that you find throughout Chas. Tinisua. They would ask Rav Sheshis a question, and Rav Sheshis would be pushed either from a Mishnah or from a Brisa. He would say Tinisua. And this, of course, is in line with the fact that Rav Sheshis was one of the Sinais that Chazal talked about. So in the world of Sinai, Noikaharim, Rav Sheshis goes down as a, a Sinai. And as a result, Rav Sheshis, you see throughout Shas, is always being pushed from a Mishnah or a Brisa. And that's what he did over here. Amadu Rav Sheshis, Tinisua, Amana Bevesavia, and Amana, that's Bevesavia. So what does that mean? An Amana that had never left her father's house. She was an Ammonim and an Erisin. And Arusa is considered to be Bevesavia, even though she's married Midai Raisa, but she's still living with her parents. And Asu is already Beves Chamel or Beves Baila. She's not living anymore in her house. So an Ammonim Bevesavia is an Ammonim and an Erisin, or Grusha Bevesavia, or a woman that was an Arusin, then she became a Grusha. Vishemeris Yavam Bevesavia. Or there was a woman that was an Arusa, then her husband died, there were no children, now she's a Shemeris Yavam, she's waiting to do Yibum. So the Allah is, it's a Braisa Yeshla Mezoinois. She gets. Supported. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, Rabbi Yehuda said, She's still in her father's house, she gets supported. If she's no longer in her father's house, she doesn't get supported. Now, there seems to be some achloikis, Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim, but the Gemara asks the obvious question. Rabbi Yehuda, aren't Rabbi Yehuda and the Tanakama saying the same thing? Let's just see it again more carefully. Almona Beve Savia, Grusha Beve Savia, Shemeris Yavan Beve Savia, Yeshla Mazoinus. So we're talking about a woman that got married, but only Eris and not Nesuin. And the Bryce is saying she has Mazoinus, which we saw on the top of the Ahmed was a major Machloikis, Tanam, and Amiram. But clearly the Tan of this Bryce is of the opinion that just because she had Eris and doesn't mean she loses her Schos Mazoinus. Dalach is. Certainly, if she's an Almana or a Grusha and a Shemeris Yavam, then for sure she's going to get Mezoinus. Rabbi Yehuda added, he said, if she was an Arusa and then this happened, she has Mezoinus. If she was already an Nesu, she doesn't have Mezoinus. They're saying the same thing. So the Gemara says, Ella, we must say that there's some Nafkimina going on. Ella, presumably, the Nafkimina must be the Mamenes. What would be in a situation where she's Bevesavia, however, she at one point had had. Nesuin, but she did Mion, so she was Oikid in Nesuin, my friend. The kind of song, the kind of, the Tanakama, so the Tanakama holds Isla. Then in that case, she's going to get Mazoinus. Why? Because at the end of the day, she's Bevei Savio. Either was Nesuin, yeah, but she did Mion. The Mion was Oikid in Nesuin, my friend. Rabbi Huda Savio, Rabbi Huda holds Lesla, that she does not get any Mazoinus. Why? Because Rabbi Huda holds, at the end of the day, there was once a Mion. Now, where do you see this? There was once a Nesuin. Now, where do you see this in the language of Rabbi Huda? Rabbi Yehuda was Moisif on the Tanakama. He said, And the way the Gemara understands it is, If she's 
Not that she's in her father's house now, but she's still in her father's house. Meaning nothing happened in the interim. For sure this girl's in her father's house, because Miam was Oika, whatever happened to my Freya. But could you say she's Oida Bevesavia? As if nothing changed? That's the Nafkimina. Tanakama says, is she Bevesavia? Is she not Bevesavia? In the event that she did Mion, so Lamaisa, she's Bevesavia. Rabbi Yehuda said, is she Oida Bevesavia? And the answer is no, because in the interim there was an Asuan. And as a result, we don't look at her as being Bevesavia anymore. And it's for that reason she's not going to get Mazoinus, this was the first question. Where do you see it in the Simon? So in the Simon of the Shilas, it's easy. Miano was the first one. That's the case. The case is, in the event that she had Nisun, when she did Miyun, does she go back to getting Mazoinus? Does she not go back to getting Mazoinus? Where do you see it in the Simon de Gavri? The Simon de Gavri was Shok Zaraf. Shok, the Shin, is Rav Sheishis. Rav Sheishis is the one that the question was asked to. Sheshes was the one that said Tenisua. He was the one that said, I believe it's a Machloikis Rav Yudin the Chachamim. So he's the shin of the simon of Shok Zaraf. The second question was Rishlokish is Shailo. Bas Yevama Yeshla Mezoinois or Yeinla Mezoinois. Reuven and Shemina, brothers. Reuven was married. He died. He left over no children. Shimon has a mitzvah to do Yibum. Shimon did Yibum. After Shimon did Yibum, Shimon had a family, he had sons, he had a daughter, and Shimon died. When Shimon died, there was a Yerusha that the sons Yarshind, and then there's a daughter that wants to be supported. The question is, does this daughter get supported, or does this daughter not get supported? Now you would say, what would be the Havamina that this girl should not be supported? At the end of the day, once Shimon is Meyadim, that married Kedas Moshe Yisrael, it went about and it happens in a very unconventional way. But at the same time, now they're married. If they're married, why should the daughters not be supported? The reason is, as the Gemara is about to speak out, is because we know that the Allah is that when Shimon is Meyadim Eshes Ruvain, in the event that Ruvain had any Nechassim, Shimon Yarshin the Nechassim. Not only the Shimon Yarshin the Nechassim, but the Ksuba, the Chiev Ksuba that Shimon's going to have to his wife, who's the Yavama, who was previously his brother Ruvain's wife, is going to be really the Shibud on the Nechassim that he Yarshin from Ruvain. But his own Nechassim, in the event that Ruvain had Nechassim that he Yarshin, are not Meshubit. So being that his Nechassim are not Meshubit, so even though of course he has a Chiev Ksuba, that's Pashit, every single man has a Chiev Ksuba, but this Chiev Ksuba is a shtickle, an unconventional type Chiev Ksuba, because the Chiev Ksuba that he has is not so much Meshubit on his own Nechassim, but it's more Meshubit on the Nechassim that he Yarshin from his brother. Now that's Pashit, the Gemara understands, that for sure the brother's Nechassim should not be mishubed and should not have a chiyuv to support this girl. That's a hanacha that the Gemara makes. And it's based on that that Rish Lakish wasn't sure what the halacha should be. So let's see it inside. But Rish Lakish, bas yivama yeshla mezoinois, or yeinla mezoinois. Again, Shimon did yibum on Eshes Ruvain, and then he died, and there's a daughter. The question is, does she get supported? Does she not get supported? Give it on my Do we say that being the Chazal said, that in the event that Shimon dies, and there's nechassim of Ruvain that are alive, it's those nechassim that are meshubed for the Ksuba. So that's the case. It's understood by the Gemara that those Nechassim would not have a Chiv to support the girl and if that's the case Lesla so there's no Ksuba if there's no Ksuba then where's the Chiv going to be? Or do we say or do we say that being that it's before in the Sugis in Yavamis that although in the event that Shimon Yarshin Nechassim from Ruvain, Ruvain's Nechassim are around, it's those Nechassim that are Meshubit to the Ksuba. But if Ruvain doesn't have any Nechassim, so then then Shimon does have to provide a Ksuba. I mean that then Shimon does have to provide a Ksuba, Isla. So in that instance, being that there is on some level his own Chi of Ksuba, if there's his own Chi of Ksuba, so maybe he would have an obligation to support. And the Gemara says, Teku, it's a Teku. In other words, the Shaila is that being that the Chi of Ksuba, that Shimon has towards his wife is some very unconventional Chiyav Ksuba. And the whole Chiyav of Abonais Yuzoinu is from the Tanai Ksuba. So to the extent that you don't have an ordinary, you don't have a regular Chiyav Ksuba, maybe you're not going to have this Tanai Ksuba either. Now the Rishonim speak out that that's Pashat, that in the event that Shimon would have to make his own assets encumbered for the Ksuba. Meaning, if Ruben Taka had no Nechassim. So now Shimon's Chiv Ksuba, when he died, is coming from his own Nechassim. Then it's Pasha to Rishonim say that Shimon's Nechassim would have a Chiv to support the daughters. The Shail of the Gemara is when Ruben did have Nechassim, 
And in that case, the ksub is coming from Ruvain's Lechassim. It's not Mestaber to the Gemara that Ruvain's Lechassim should have to support Shimon's daughter. And as a result, we have a Shail on the Gemara. In that case, whether it be Abanis Nizaynu or there wouldn't be Abanis Nizaynu. What's the Shail? On the one hand, the ksub is coming from Ruvain's Lechassim. On the other hand, it's true right now it's coming from Ruvain's Lechassim. But it could have, would have, should have came from Shimon's Lechassim. Maybe that's enough of a reason that we should have this tonight, this tonight ksuba in effect. Either way, this is the second of the five bias in the simon it's the yibma that's easy and in the simon the gavri it's the kuf of shock what's the kuf it's reish lakish you see with these simonim it's a little tricky but it's the kuf of reish lakish third child boy rabbi lazar rabbi lazar had the following question what happens if somebody marries one of the shneas larayas so we know there's the rice the garayas and then there's the rabbanon the garayas also known as the shneas larayas secondary arayas Gemara talks about it in Yavamis, Tafchaf a little bit on Tafchaf Beis. That's the Makar to the sugya of Shniyas Lairais. So a man's not allowed to marry Shniyas Lairais, but it's only Midrabban. So the Shiloh was, if somebody married one of the Shniyas Lairais, terrible. Every B is a B is Isser. He did a very, very big Aveir. But at the same time, he had a family and he had a daughter. The question is, is his daughter supported or is she not supported? What are the stuff? And keeping the less like Ksuba, do we say that being by Shniyas Lairais, there's no Chi of Ksuba. There's no Ksuba on such a, an illicit marriage. So less like Mazoyni. Then there's going to be no Mazoyni because the whole Mazoyni is from the Tanai Ksuba. And being that there's no Chi of Ksuba, so there's no Tanai Ksuba either. I don't know. What do we say? It could be this that there's no Ksuba, is only a Knas. Why would Chazal impose such a knas? Because this marriage was not an okay marriage. It involves an Avera. Now, the child didn't do an Avera. The child never fell into this. But the child didn't do an Avera. So maybe it's the mother that did an Avera. The Rabbanon were kind of certain. The Rabbanon said that you're not going to get any Ksuba. The child that didn't do any Avera. Like Kansu Rabbanon, maybe there's no reason for the Rabbanon to cancer. And as a result, maybe she should get the tonight suba she should be supported and what's the Gemara's teretz teiko where does this fit into the simon the third of the five Ibayas was shnia that's very straightforward and in the simon de gavri this is the zion so the zion is rebel lazar so again rebel lazar why is that a Zion? So you have to know how to learn up this Imanim. But the bottom line is, it's the Zion. Boy, Rava, the fourth Shiloh was Rava Shiloh. Basar, Rusa, Yeshla, Mazayin, What happens if a man died and he was only in a state of Eris? So he left over an Arusa and he left over a Bas Arusa. Now, how did that happen? So Rashi says he was Bala Rusa, which again, he wasn't supposed to do. But the bottom line is, there was a Bas Arusa over here. Does she get supported or does she not get supported? Do we say, keeping the Isla, Ksuba, Isla? Do we say that an Arusa has Ksuba? That's clear from the Sugis and Besachtis Ksubas. So being that the mother gets a Ksuba, so so too the daughter is going to get the Tanai Ksuba. She's going to be supported. Or maybe, or perhaps we say that being that although there's a Chi of Ksuba already from Erisin, but the way Rashi explains the Gemara, the Ksuba wasn't written until the Shas Nesuin. The Gemara therefore has it said that maybe the Tanai Ksuba go into effect not when the Chiyav Ksuba goes into effect but when the Ksuba is written. And being that the Ksuba was written always Kaidem the Nesuin, also something we saw earlier already. So maybe Lesla, she's not going to have the Tanai Ksuba. So this seems to be a, a, a very, very big, important Shailah. And that is, when do the Tanai Ksuba go into effect? Bishas Erisin or is it Bishas Nesun? What are the two Tzadim? Tanai Ksuba is part of the Ksuba. The Ikr Chiv Ksuba goes into effect Bishas Erisin. But the Ksuba was physically written Bishas Nesun. And again, we know that the Chiv Ksuba has nothing to do with when it's written because it's a Tanai Ksuba. That was the Mishnah that we saw earlier. That the Mishnah said clearly that the Allah is that even like Kasavla, Dafnun Aleph, Amad Aleph, still there's going to be a Din Ksuba. True. But at the same time, the Ksibas Ksuba does means something. And the Tanai Ksuba, the Gemara has its side, goes into effect, not Peshas Erisin, which is when the Ikechi of Ksuba goes into effect, but could be at the time of when the Ksuba was written, which was the Shas Nesu, and the bottom line is, says the Gemara, this was a Teku, and again, just going back to the Simen, this was the fourth Shiloh, which was Arusa, very straightforward, and as it relates, as it relates to the Simen de Gavri, this is the Reish, which is Short for Rava. And finally, by Rapapa. Rapapa had a shayla. Basa Nusa. So we're talking about where a man was Ma'anes Anaira. Had a mitzvah to marry this woman. We learned about this in great detail in Paragay Lunairis. 
he married her, he did the mitzvah, and he had a daughter. Then he dies. Does this daughter get mezainus, or does she not get mezainus? What's the shayla? That every anusa has a ktsuba for mana. Why ktsuba for mana? Because by definition, she's a ba'ula. If someone was ma'anus, she's a ba'ula. So according to Rabbi Yisrael, that holds, she gets a ksuba. So there's no shayla. Of course she's going to get the mezainus. Why shouldn't she get the tonight ksuba? What's the shayla? Kiti ba'ula, chalibu the rabbanu. The shayla is going to rabbanu. Amri, you hold yotza, ketzev, kenasa, b'ksuba. The Rabbanon Shita we learned in Perikelonairis was that uh, Anusa doesn't get Ksuba. And the reason is because the money, the Knast that he paid, the Hamishim Shekel Kesef, which was the equivalent to the Ksuba, so that already goes in lieu of the Ksuba. So what's the Halacha? Being that you don't have the Ikrachi of Ksuba, will you have the Tanai Ksuba or will you not have the Tanai Ksuba? So again, according to the Shitas that hold that an Anusa gets Ksuba, there's no reason she shouldn't get the Tanai Ksuba. The Shail and the Gemara is if you hold that an Anusa doesn't have Ksuba, what about the Tanai Ksuba? And the Gemara speaks out the Shailas. Give me the lesson, Ksuba, lesson, Mazayin. Do we say at the end of the day, Koit Rabbanu, she doesn't have a Ksuba, so she's not going to have the tonight Ksuba, Mazayin. Oh, you don't look Ksuba, time of my. What's the reason she doesn't get the Ksuba? The Gemara gave a reason, a Gishmaka reason. Kidesh, Loite, Kalabain of Loitzia. The whole reason was because why do you have Ksuba? Kipshutai. Shloite, Kalabain of Loitzia. For sure, the Ksuba of an Almana, which is only with the Rabbanon, is Shloite, Kalabain of Loitzia. And this Anusa of a Holy Motsi Mapikla, he has a mitzvah deiraisa of Loisia Leisha, he has a mitzvah deiraisa of Loyucha Lashalcha, Koyamov, and as a result, he anyways can't be Megarisha. So, being that he anyways can't be Megarisha, therefore Chazal said you don't have to have the Ksuba. But that's only a Svar as it relates to the Iker Ksuba. But as it relates to the Tanai Ksuba, that may be it. Meaning, it's not like there's no Ksuba because why in the world should there be Ksuba? No, really, she should have Ksuba. Every married woman has Ksuba, she should also have Ksuba. It's just that the Chiv Ksuba of Mano Masayim, which was established like they call it, that we don't see as far why she should have to have. Because anyways, there's no concern over here that it's going to be called like it's not allowed to. It's certainly not Kal. He would violate a Nisra in the Torah if he would give her a get. But as it relates to the Tanaik Ksuba, maybe she should get the Tanaik Ksuba. So any Tanaik Ksuba that on the game, maybe you should get Teiku and just finishing this is the fifth of the Shilas. And as it relates to the Sim and the Gavri, this is the Fey of Rapapa. So the Shok Zorak is, is Rav Sheshes, that was the Shin, the Kuf was Reish Lakish, the Zion was Rabalazar, the Reish was Rava, and the end of Fey was Rapapa. Moving along. So this concludes the Gemara's discussion of the second of the three Tanai Ksuba that were mentioned in the Mishnah. The third one was in the event that a man dies. He leaves over an almana. The Ksuba says the following. The Ksuba says, You, the almana, you get to stay in my house and be supported from my nechassim for all the days that you're going to remain in Alman. While you're going to be living in my house. And then the Mishnah brought a, a, a nuance of how the Anche Yerushalayim used to write this Ksuba and how the Anche Galil and the Anche Yehuda used to write it, something that the Gemara is going to talk about. But first, we're going to have now like a Kitzah Shulchan Aruch of a whole bunch of different halachas that relate to that one of the things. So, Tony Rabbi Yosef said the following price. So, it says in the Ksuba Bevesi, Rashi says, it's interesting. It says in the Ksuba Bevesi Trezimni, it says it twice, and the Bevesi Yisera is what Rabbi Yosef is darshaning. It brings it out so stark that we're literally darshaning the Lashon of the Ksuba. It says the word Bevesi an extra time, and we have to darshan in the Lashon of the Ksuba, it's Nez Bevesi twice. What does that come to teach me? Mamish Adrasha. Veloi Bebixi. I mean, this is Mamish something you would darshan in a Pasuk in the Torah. It says Bevesi two times, and we learn from there only if the man left over a house. But let's say the man left over a hut. He didn't leave over a house. Oh, you know, the whole halacha. Because the whole halacha is that at, you get to stay in my house. Well, that's only if you have a house. And if you don't have a house, then this halacha is not going to be no gay. Avil, as it relates to Mizoini Isla, that she is going to get. So what's this Avil? The Avil is, is that really, if you look carefully at this one of the Tanaik Suba, really it's saying two things. What it's saying is, Ate Yosva Bevese. Number one, you get to stay in my house. So a man dies, his Amana gets to stay in the house. What's the other tzad? The other side is the Yarshim, just Yarshim the house. They can tell her, go find someplace else to live. Mechatesi. No, you get to stay in the house. Number two, you also get to be supported from the Nechassim. So there's two things happening. Now, Rav Yossi just said that when it says, it's only if he left over a house. But let's say he left over a Zasukah, so then over there, you're not going to have the Salacha. So do we say that being that she's not getting that part of the Tanakh Suba, maybe she doesn't get supported either, or maybe one has nothing to do with the other. That's Rav Yosef. 
Meaning, once you can't be Mekayim this entire tonight, you don't have to be Mekayim part of it either. However, we don't paskin like Mabravashi. We paskin that although it's true, she's not going to get Basi, but Bixi is something, but as it relates to Mizoini, that's something she is going to get. Rav Nachman said in the name of Shmuel, Tavua Lihinasi. What happens if somebody proposed to this Amana? She's, she's an Amana, and somebody asks her, will you marry me? And she said, yes, I will. I'm willing to marry you. At that point, she doesn't get supported anymore. Why is this a Chiddush? Because she's still an Amana. The Ksuba says that as long as you're an Amana, you're going to be supported. She's still in Amana, she's still living at home, but right now she's engaged, engaged in the more contemporary sense. Okay, so she's going to get married at some point, but why all of a sudden now, because she was in Spicer, should she not be able to be supported? But that's what Shmuel said, Now the Gemara makes an obvious deal, Let's say somebody would propose to her and say, will you marry me? And she says, no, I will not. Then then the she continues to get supported. And the Gemara asks it as a kasha. Meaning if she disagrees, she says, no, she's going to be supported. And you say, well, of course, and what's, what's the other side? She's getting supported. Somebody proposed her. If she says, yes, I hear. But if she says, no, she's not engaged. So why should she lose her support? So Rashi speaks that. And it's really based on what the Gemara is about to say. And that is that it's Mavur. That the only time the Ammona gets supported from the estate is when she's acting and behaving like an Ammona, in the sense that she's still mourning her husband and she's very much being protective over the honor and the dignity and the covet of her husband. So as long as that's the way she's going about things, then she gets supported. But the moment, not, not. This woman that was Tavuli Nasi, it sounds like she's on the Shidduch market and it sounds like, you know, maybe she almost got engaged and Lamaisa Loinespaisa. But if she said Loina Spicer, because, you know, at the end of the day, I thought about it, uh, the covenant of my late husband, I can't marry her. But if not, then you would think that Dosa Lane, that she's already in the sugya of getting married, that should be enough to say that she's not any more being Mechaber husband in that way, and based on that, she should lose her support. So the Gemara is standing, why only Nespaisa? I mean, if you understand this one of the Tanai Ksuba, then it shouldn't matter if she was Nespaisa or not. What should matter more is, is she looking out for the COVID or is she not looking out for the COVID? Thus Elaine that she's dating, and thus Elaine that she's handling, and thus Elaine that she's willing technically to marry somebody else, that should be a problem. And the Gemara asks it as a kasha. Why? Just because she said no? It sounds like this woman already is looking to get married. So the Gemara says, Amrav Anan, Srimad Anan said, Let me tell you what I heard from Shmuel. So this is something that Rav Nachman had said in the name of Shmuel. Rav Anan said, Rav Shmuel explained it to me. He said, Amrav Nachman's plenty by Liyesh Lamazainis. You're right. And Khanami. Meaning, if someone was Tevei, a womanly Nasi, and she was Nespaisa, so she loses Mazainis. Even if she was Loin Nespaisa, it depends on what she said. If she said, Listen, I can't because of my husband, I'm sorry, I, I just can't, I'm still mourning my husband, then she gets Mazainis. But if she says, you know, I would get married in theory, I just don't like the this the shidduch that I'm being read, then Ainla Mazainis in that case it's true, she's actually gonna lose her mazainis. I'm Rafhizda. Rafhizda said, Zinsa Ainla Mazainis. And Almada that's Mazana. She loses her Mazainis. Why? Because it doesn't look like she's being sensitive anymore to the covet of her late husband. Um, Rav Yosef, Rav Yosef said, If she starts putting on makeup and she starts dressing in a way where she looks like she's trying to make herself look attractive to potential suitors, that's a problem. Says the Gemara, This is a little counterintuitive. The one that says that she loses when she's Mizana, certainly if she put on makeup. The one that says if she starts acting and behaving in a way where she looks like maybe she's looking to get married, Avuzinsa Isla, could be if she's Mezana, she does. And this is the second time we had this in the last few Dafin. My time, what's the reason Yetzer answer? Because we say that maybe her Yetzer was Ma'anasar. A woman that dresses in a way where it looks like she's looking to get married, I hear, so that's enough of a reason to lose the Tanai Ksuba. But a woman that was Mezana doesn't necessarily mean that she's not being sensitive anymore to the covet of her husband. Fakarit, she's very sensitive, but Yetzir Ansa, she has a Yetzahara, and the Yetzahara was Ma'anasar. It got the better of her. But it's not necessarily indicative of 
the way she's perceiving her husband and whether she is or isn't mourning, etc., etc. And it's for that reason, could be in that instance of the mandama that said, Zinza Kolshkin Kichalo Virchaso. You could have heard in Svara just the opposite. But the mandama that said Kichalo Virchaso, but when it comes to Zinza, there could be she would still get it because he ate the answer. So the Gemara, what's the bottom line? For less hilchas Everything we just said is not alibi the hilchas. El, what is that halacha? When does an amana lose her mezainus? The halacha is kihada amir Rav Yehuda Mashmul. Rav Yehuda said the name of Shmuel. So again, this was Rav Nachman on Mashmul, and then it was Rav Anin in the name of Shmuel, and then finally it's Rav Yehuda Mashmul, and that's the halacha. Tevas ksubas in bezdin or amana that's teveya her ksub in bezdin elam mezainus. That's when she loses her mezainus. Interesting. Has nothing to do with all this, but rather what it has to do is is she teve or ksuba? Once she gets her ksuba, for sure not. But even when she's teve or her ksuba in Bezdin, that's when she loses the mezainus. So the Gemara says, "Follow you." That's what we learned to the Bray. So machrok ksuba. So if she sold her ksuba, um mashkin ksuba. So or she posted her ksuba as mashkin as collateral for something, or asa ksuba sa apaytiki, or she took her ksuba and she made it an apaytiki. That's a certain type of mashkin laacher for somebody. Ain't the At that point, she loses mezainus. What does it sound like? Hani in avtevasloi. It sounds like if she sells the ksuba, she uses it as a mashkin as an apaytiki. That's when she. She loses her mezainus, but simply being teveya, not right. Being teveya means she's kindly requesting her ksuba. Here, she went much further. She sold it already. She transacted with the ksuba. So the Gemara asks it as a kasha. Shmuel said teveya ksuba. From the Bryce, it sounds you have to actually have to do something. So the Gemara says no. They're both true. Shmuel's not a steer with what the Bryce is saying. Why? Because honey, those things that were mentioned in the Bryce, the bezin, bein shaloi bezin. It doesn't matter if it happened in bezin. It happened shaloi bezin. So if she sells her ksuba, she's memashkin ksuba. She makes it an apoytiki, even if it's chutzla bezin. She loses her mezainus. What Shmuel was saying was, is that it's possible to do even less than that and to lose your ksuba. How so? Taivas, the bezin is like the bezin life. She's tevei her ksuba and she's tevei in bezin. At that point, she's going to lose her ksuba. So going back to the Mishnah, going back to the Kriya's ksuba part of the Mishnah. So the Mishnah said that, Kachayu Anche Yerushalayim Koisven. Anche Yerushalayim used to write the ksuba, this one of the three tonight ksuba, the way we had it. Which is very straightforward that the woman, the Amana, gets to live in the house of the Yisayman, the house that she had lived in while her husband was alive. She gets supported until she gets married, or as we saw in the Gemara, there are other things that maybe can be, can be factors as well. Anshe Galil said the Mishnah, they used to also write it that way. But Anche Yehuda, they wrote it differently. This is what they would write. Meaning, the Anche Yerushalayim and the Anche Galil all agreed that once the woman gets her ksuba, or even if she is Tevei or Ksuba, or she sells her Ksuba, she even makes it a mashkin for something, at that point she's going to lose her Mazayinus. But she gets to decide. She's the one that makes the decision. Do I want to tap into my Ksuba, or let my Ksuba, ksuba sit, and I'll be supported. The Anshin Yehuda said a Chiddush. They said it's not the woman that gets to make the decision. She's not the one that calls the shots. It's the Yarshim that gets to call the shots. So the Yarshim, if they want, this is something they can do. The Fichach, the Mishnah spells it out. Im Ratzu Yarshim, if the Yarshim want, Noisin la Ksubasa, Upaitanaisa. They can give her the Ksuba, and she is going to be a potter. So there were two Minhagim in Eretz Yisrael. One was the minig of the Anche Yerushalayim and the Anche Galil. The other one was the minig of the Anche Yehuda. Zokta Yamara had it displayed itself out in Bavel. So the Mishnah told us how it played itself out in Eretz Yisrael. Right? The Mishnahists were written in Eretz Yisrael. The Talmud Bavli was written in Bavel. So the Gemara is going to tell us now how this all played itself out in Bavel. It's my Rav. My Rav said, Halach, Anche Yehuda. The Halach is like the Anche Yehuda. That the Yarshim get to decide. The Shmuel, the Shmuel said, "Alach ganche galil." The Alach is like the ganche galil that the woman gets to decide. Zok tigmar bavel the chol parvada bavel and all its surrounding cities, like all its suburbs. Nahukarab they were noik like rab. Naharda the chol parvada naharda and all its suburbs nahukishmul they were all noik like Shmuel. Now bavel was noik like rab and naharda was noik like Shmuel. Everybody knows Naharda was in Bavel. So what does it mean Bavel was Nayak like Rav and Naharda was Nayak like Shmuel? The Teretz is that really the word Bavel is Tarati Bemashma. So the Medina, the land, 
where the Gemara was written, where the Amiram lived, was known as Bavel. But there was also a city within Bavel that was known as Bavel. So I think New York State and New York City. So there was Bavel State and Bavel City, so to speak. So there were really two Bavels. So the Bavel, the city Bavel, Bechol Parvedah, they were Noyek like Rav, and the city Nardah, Bechol Parvedah, they were Noyek like Shmuel. So he passed Mechuzah. There was a woman from Mechuzah that was Nesibel and Nardah. She was married to somebody from Nardah. Also, the Kamei Rav Nachman. She came to Rav Nachman with such a Shaila. She was an Simon wanted to pay her off and she didn't want to get paid off. And the question was, what the halach is? So Shomalu Kalo, the Nachman listened carefully to her voice, the Bas Mechuzahi, and he was able to tell from her accent that she was a Bas Mechuza. So apparently there were accents back then too. Not all Bavel was the same. So oh, she sounded like she was from Mechuza. So Amar Luhu. So he said, oh, Bavel v'chol parvedah, no, kirav. I know that Bavel and all the parvedah were not like Rav. And Mechuza was one of the parvedah, one of the surrounding cities of Bavel. And as a result, Allah was like Rav. What did Rav Paskin like? He Paskin like the Anche Yehuda that said that the Islamim have a right to Force her to take the ksuba. Oh, they, they told him, but of her husband is from Naharda. And in Naharda, they followed Shmuel who said, the Allah is like the Anshu Yushalayim, the Anshu Galut. Amadou said, oh, okay, so now we have to know how far does Naharda, the Tchum of Naharda, extend itself? Because it's not just Naharda, it's Naharda and all the Parvada of Naharda. So what exactly is that? So the Gemara says, it's at Hecha the Sagi Kabin Naharda. As long as you're in a city where when they use measurements, they use the measurements of Naharda, then you know you're still in Naharda. And that's what's going to be the gate, Allah following the minute of Naharda. Rav Omar Shamin Mashallah. Vishmul Omar Ain Shamin Mashallah. So again, we're talking about a man who died, left over in Almana, and Almana is trying to figure out all the inyanim of the Ksuba and the Tanoi Ksuba. So Almana has a Ksuba. The Ksuba is whatever dollar amount it was. Let's say this Amana had clothing, right? Her husband had provided her with clothing while he was alive. The question is the clothing that she has, Masha Olel, what's literally on her, or maybe in her closet, is that deducted from the amount of the Ksuba, or is it not deducted from the amount of the Ksuba? What did it start then? Do we say the husband gave it to his wife while she was alive? So that's hers. Isn't it? With the Ksuba, he bought this for me. So this is mine. I got a fiantif. So what does this have to do with the uh, ksuba? Inami, or do we say, it's true the husband bought it for his wife, but there's an umden of some sorts that he only bought it for her, Almanas, that they'd be living together, and he would benefit somehow from this clothing that, that she has. But to the extent that he died, so now already he didn't really buy it for her. And as a result, it should be deducted from the value of the ksuba. And this was a machloikis between Rav and Shmuel. Rav, Amar Rav said, Shaman Masha'olel. We assess what she's wearing and we deduct it from the value of the ksuba. The Yusayimim could say, listen, you have clothing worth X amount of dollars. I'm reducing it from the amount of ksuba that we owe you. Shmuel, Amar Shmuel says, ain't Shaman Masha'olel. We don't do that. Amar Rabchibar Abin. Rabchibar Abin said the that Rav and Shmuel also argued the same exact question regarding a, a worker, but they argued in the reverse. This is a question where somebody has a job and he works for somebody, and the Balabayas provides him with a uniform. He provides him with clothing. So the question is, who owns the clothing? The same exact Shiloh. So in the event that he's leaving now, he's not taking the job anymore, does he, give the, he leave the clothing? Does he not leave the clothing? Does it get deducted from his salary? So how do you view the clothing? So Rav said, when it comes to the Almana, we do reduce it. He was the he said, when it comes to the worker, no. That's that. The, the worker has it. You don't reduce it from his salary. And Shmuel went for as well. Rav Kana, Masni, Rav Kahani had a different gear. So he's not, he said, not the Chilufa Balakit, but he said the Chem Balakit. That the same Machloik is Rav and Shmuel that we have regarding the Almana, we would have regarding the locket as well, and Fima the Daf, Rav Kana would give a simon to it. He would say, Yasma the Armalta, Sholachu Poik. Yasma. The Armalta, Yesoimim, it's referring to the locket, and Armalta is the Almana, Shalukhubai, take your clothing off and leave, meaning Ravshit is that you have to leave the clothing, and if you want to take the clothing with you, then that means that we're going to reduce it from the amount of money that I'm supposed to give you. Amr Avnachman, Avnachman said, Ah, I forgot the time, the Masis, Kavasi, the Shmuel, even though there seems to be a Stam Mishnah like Shmuel, that what? That we don't reduce it. That we do reduce it. So what's the stam mission that seems to be like Shmuel? If someone's maktish, all is nechasim. He makes it all hektish. Or if someone was marechasatzma, he says, I'm going to give the erichin, I'm going to give my value, how much I'm worth, to hektish. He doesn't have loy He can't give 
the ksus of his wife, not the ksus of his children, even die that he set aside for their clothing, or new shoes that he bought for them that he didn't give them yet. I Meaning, this person was makdish ol's nechassim, right? The first case. So everything is everything. Oh, but not his wife's clothing. His wife gets to keep her clothing. So what do you see from there? You see from there that it's hers. Oh, so if you see it's hers, that's what the Gemara says, that there seems to be a Stam Mishnah like Shmuel. Amr Rav Nachman, I forgot the Tanam, the Masinis and Kabbalah, the Shmuel, even though there's a Stam Mishnah like Shmuel, the Mishnah Erechin, but still, that Loch is like Rav. So the Gemara, I'm only Rav, the Rav Nachman, so Rav told Rav Nachman, the Tanam Masinis and Kabbalah, the Shmuel, if there's a Stam Mishnah like so why is that Allah like Rab? Doesn't make any sense. It's a stop mission like Shmuel, but Allah is like Rab. Amalek, he told him back, and you don't see this every day. He said, L'chaira ki Shmuel rihita. L'chaira would seem that it should be like Shmuel. But if you look a little bit better, you go past the L'chaira phase of your analysis. You'll see that the Allah could be like Rab. My time, what's the reason? Because ki akni la adaita lemekem kame. Meaning, it's true, you see from the Mishnah, that a man that's married, his wife's clothing belonged to her. No one's arguing that. That was never the Machlaikis Rav and Shmuel. What was Machlaikis Rav and Shmuel? We spoke it out. Machlaikis was, and what Rav holds, is that that's true, but only as long as they're married together, because he only intended in giving it to her as long as he's going to benefit from it. But once he dies, at that point, he doesn't want it to have it anymore. And you don't see in the Mishnah not that way. All you see in the Mishnah is that as long as she's alive, it's hers. And Echanami. He was Machlaikis Rav and You can't take your wife's uh, closet. But at the same time, once he dies... That's, you have no indication from the Mishnah what Allah would be. And that's what the Machlick is Rav and Shmuel said. It's true. It seems a little bit like Shmuel, but really, after further review, it's not really so much for that way. There's an interesting Rashi on the word L'chaira and Ashita Makubet says, maybe we'll talk about that tomorrow. Kalsa de Bebar al Yashif. The Kala, the, the Shneers of the family of al Yashif, have a Katava Ksubasa. So there was a daughter in law in the family of Bar al Yashif, that was a Mishpacha, and she was Tevea, her Ksuba from the Yisrael. Have a Kamam to the Beidina. And they, were, they had a, a court date that was scheduled, but she was going to be standing in front of the judge, Umri. So they told her, he said, you know, Zilan on Milsa the Tiz. You know, you're going to be standing in court. It's, it's not, uh, it's a little bit of a bizarre for you to be dressed the way you dress. You should come dress nice. She put on all her jewelry. She put on all her nice, fancy clothing. So they came to Ravino. He told them, In other words, these people, these Yusayim, they knew. And they had a good hunch that Allah is like Rav. That any clothing and any money that she had had from her husband is going to get reduced from the Ksuba. The problem is they had no way of knowing what she really had. So they came up with a trick, a tachbula. They said, you come dressed in your nicest clothing. She showed up with all her fancy things. And Bezin said, aha, so that's worth this much. This you paid that much. This we're going to praise for that much. And they came up with a whole cheshman. And they said, this is going to be reduced from your ksuba. And it sounds like that. That by the time this was done, she owed them money. But either way, this is basically what the Gemara says. There was a man that said that I want this Nadunya to belong to, this should be my daughter's Nadunya. Okay, Besader, Zon Nadunya. And then the Nadunya went down in value. Meaning, what happened was there was a man that had designated, he said that this should be the Nadunya for my daughter. And then this man died. Rashi says it was a tzavah shchivmera. It was literally a shchivmera, which has its own shulchan aruch of kichsuvim v'chimsurim dami, etc. But either way, this is a man that's dying. He says, I want this to be the nadunya for my daughter. And then the nadunya went down in value. So the Gemara says, Rabbi says, Purnali Yasmi. Any prophet is going to belong to the assignment. Meaning, the Nadunya at the time was worth a thousand dollars, and by the time they got married, the chasana happened, it was only five hundred dollars. So the question is, do the Yisoyimim have to give a thousand dollars? Or no, this was the Nadunya that was set aside. Right now it's worth five hundred dollars, you only get five hundred dollars. The Yisoyimim are the ones that end up winning, you only have to give five hundred dollars. Similarly, there was a man that said, said, I want my daughter for Nadunya, she's going to get four hundred dollars worth of wine. Ayaka Chamro. Chamro went up in value. So it was the same Shiloh. Do you look at what four hundred dollars worth of wine was at the time that this all happened, which means that being that wine went up in value, it's going to end up being more, or do we say no, $400 is $400. The fact that wine went up, so you're going to end up getting less wine. So the Gemara says, same halach. I'm Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef said, Rav Chali Yasmin, the Yisraelim are the ones that end up profiting. Kravi the Rabbi Yochanan, Havalu Itis Apa. Rabbi Yochanan had a karev whose father had a wife. 
Rashi says, what does it mean? She was mafsidam mezoyini. She was damaging food. Marbalachal. She used to eat a lot. And what happened was, the assignment knew they had a little bit of an issue. Because Amon and Nezoyinus menech the assignment. And the Allah says, you have to provide food based on what the... This woman used to eat. So they were a little bit like they were trying to circumvent this halacha somehow because they understood that if they're going to have to give her the food that she's used to eating, so it's going to deplete everything and they're going to be left with nothing. So they came to Rabbi Yoichanan. Rabbi Yoichanan is the Mishpacha and he's the great Rabbi Yoichanan. And he'll be able to sit down with them and figure something else. Amalus, he said, have an eitzah. Go tell your father, meaning he was still alive, he should set aside a, a parcel of land for the Mazoinus. What was the eights of doing that? So Rashi says that the rest of the story is a Mishnah in Mesechtis Peyah. The Mishnah says that if somebody writes over his Nechassim to his children, he writes a will, and he designated a little bit of Karka for his wife. So the Allah is of the Ksubasa. She loses the Ksuba, meaning she's only allowed to collect from this piece of Karka. So that was basically the Eitzah. The Eitzah was that what you should do is do some estate planning and you should leave over a little bit of Karka for the Ksuba and let her agree to it. And that's all you're going to have to give. So it doesn't matter how much she eats, so it doesn't matter what the ksub is, that's all she's going to end up getting. That was what Rabbi Yechelen told them to do. So the Gemara says, also becoming the Reish Lakish, after this happened, they went to Reish Lakish, Amalus Reish Lakish told them, Kolshkein Sheribala this is what you did? You followed Rabbi Yechanan? Oh, that, that's, a, that's a mistake because Fakir, now you have to give her more Mazayinus. Rishlokish held that the way they had structured this, the Gemara will explain, but the way they had structured it meant not only did he owe them the Mazayinus, but he actually added like an extra layer of collateral. The fact that he was Miyachid, the Karka didn't exclude everything else. It just included more. It said that you should know that this Karka now... Above and beyond, whatever chiv you have, this is even more. It was Rebalam Zionist. If anything, her position was strengthened by the fact that he set aside this piece of land. Amrulay, they told him, Rabbi Yechen didn't do this. Amrulay told him, Zilu Havula, give her what she deserves. The Eloi, and if you don't, Mafikna Lachu Rabbi Yechen Me Unaychus. You find this expression sometimes. I'm going to take Rabbi Yechen out of your ears. So since Rabbi Yechon is still alive, so they went back to Rabbi Yechonon and they told Rabbi Yechonon, I understand, we followed your advice, we sat down, we, we went about this in such a responsible way and we thought we had this all worked out. Perfect. You're going to designate this for the Ksuba. That's the only thing she's going to be able to collect from the narish. Lakish is telling me, like, what are you? He said, Classic. He said, What should I do? Shakinegdi Lakish is a very worthy Balpukta on me. And if this is the way he sees it, and this is the way it is. So the Gemara says, what, 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 what happened over here? Like, what went wrong? Rabbi Yechon gave them advice. I heard what Rabbi Yechon said. I, it was expl- Rabbi Yechon explained to me what the situation here was. It depends on how it's written. Sometimes the language makes the whole difference. So how is this star written? How is this arrangement written? So it seems that the way they wrote it was, they, were, they said... Where the husband said that this piece of karka is going to be limezoinus. Limezoinus doesn't exclude everything else. To the contrary, it says this karka is only for the mezoinus. It's more inclusive, it gives her more. If he would have said bimezoinus, then cuts the mezoinus. Then you're right. Then it would have been this, and then it would have been nothing else. They wrote limezoinus, not bimezoinus. And on that note, hadron alach naira. So. Definitely uh, an intense parak. And just to end with two short ha'aris. Bamas. Two short ha'aris. And going back to one of the lighter Gemaras that we learned in the parak. And that's the Gemara and Afnun Amir Aleph, where the Gemara said, Amar Rabbi Ilah. Rabbi Ilah said, Ba'usha hiskinu ha'mevazvez al-yevazvez yoyser michaymash. So the first ha'ara is that when we learned the Gemara, we spoke out the Shita Mekubetzes that the Chavetz Chaim brings in his Ahavas Chesed, in Perikhav, who says that this halacha of Hamavazvez al Yavazvez Yosem is true for the mitzvah of Tzedakah. Rashi says, Hamavazvez La'aniyim. It's true for other mitzvahs. The Ramah brings it in Hilchas Lulav, etc., etc. However, there's one mitzvah that it could be, the Lashon of the Chafetz Chaim is, that the Shita Mekubetzes is mitzadeid. There's one mitzvah that it could be is excluded from this halacha, and that's the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, and the mitzvah of Hachsokas HaTorah. And we spoke about the Chiddush, 
some of the rayas to it, Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Seifer's Midrashim that he quoted, Shirashirim Rabbah, with Rabbi Yochanan, and then Devarim, with Rabbi Yaz and Rabbi Yeshua. But the point is, is that it could be, when it comes to the midst of Talmud Torah, that's going to be an exception to this rule. One of the rayas to this, that the Chavetz Chaim himself brings in his Lakutei Alachas and Masechtes Yuma, is from the Gemara in Masechtes Yuma, Daflam and Hamid Beis, where the Gemara tells the story about Hillel. Hillel, as in Hillel Azokein. So he was an Arman, and every day he would work, and he would earn a traffic. He would earn a very, very small amount of money. And he would take half of that money, and it would support his family. The other half of the money he would take, and he would give it to the Shemir Pesach. He would give it to the person that was in charge of who is and isn't allowed to enter the base Medrash. This is before Brachas Dav Chavches, when Rabbi Lozav and Azari became the Nasi and they removed the Shem Pesach. So at that point in history, there was still a Shem Pesach. And if you didn't have money, you didn't have a voucher, you had no way of getting into base Medrash. And he would take half of it and that's what he would give to the Shem Pesach. And the Chavetz Chaim asks in that Gemara, in Yuma Lamed Hayom Beis, that how was he allowed to do that? He's giving away 50% of what he earned. And the Chavetz Chaim says, based on this Shittam Akubasas and Ksubas Davmun, that this was Limura over here the halacha is going to be different so just to be mice of one knech it's mamash a knech but just to add one knech to this halacha and that is it's your duo the chayodam clears a shayla what happens if sukkah is coming and a person doesn't have dalad minim and he lives in a place where he can't access dalad minim the only way he's going to be able to get Dalad Minim is if he's going to pick himself up and he's going to travel to some far out land, spend Sukkot there, he's going to have Dalad Minim. Or a shun is coming, he doesn't have a shaifer. No one has a shaifer. But if he gets on a plane and he travels for a few hours, he'll be able to go to a place where there, there is going to be a shaifer. And the Chayadim Kler, does a person have an obligation to do this? Or does a person not have an obligation to do this? This is the Shiloh of the Chayon. Does a person have a Chiv to pick himself up and go? Or does he not have a Chiv to pick himself up and go? Now we've spoken about this because really the, the Stodim of the Shiloh would seem to be a big lumbus. And that is, when does the Chiv to do a mitzvah begin? So every year is Chayiv and Tkiya Shaifer. When you Chayiv and Tkiya Shaifer? on Rosh Hashanah. If I'm first Chayiv on Rosh Hashanah, the question is, do I have to do something before Rosh Hashanah to put myself in a situation that when Rosh Hashanah comes, I'll be able to be in the mitzvah of Tkiyah Shaifer or not? Meaning, being that the mitzvah is on Rosh Hashanah, so you wake up Rosh Hashanah in the morning and you ask yourself, could I blow Shaifer, could I not blow Shaifer? If there's a Shaifer in Shtat, you go. If it's outside the Tchum, if I have to get on a plane, I can't get on a plane in Rosh Hashanah, then I won't have a mitzvah of Tkiyah Shaifer. So really, the way the Welt says over this Chayadam and the way it appears in Tshuvas, etc., is... With this very Lomdash Shiloh, when do mitzvahs become chal? Is it at the moment that I could be Mekayim the mitzvah? Or maybe there's already a chiyah for me to address all the potential scenarios and put myself in a situation, koidem the zman chiyah mitzvah. So like this, when the zman chiyah mitzvah comes about, I'll be able to be Mekayim the mitzvah. At first glance, this would, this would seem to be the study Ashayla. And if you look in the Chayadim, the Chayadim mentions these two stadim as part and parcel of what his Chakira was. But if you look at the Chayadam, you'll see this was his second pshat in what the Shiloh would be. He has a more simple pshat. And that is, Chayadam says, you know why I'm not sure you have to get on a plane to go hear Shaifer? Or you have to travel on a horse and buggy to go find an asterisk? It's because even though the Torah obligated you to do mitzvahs, but at the same time, there's a sheer of how much I have to exert myself in order to do a mitzvah. You know what the riot to that is? The riot is ksubah stafnun. Because taloch is hamavaz vizal yavaz vizal So you see that there's a sheer that Chazal gave how much money a person's supposed to spend to do a mitzvah. There's a thief guide here. So says the Chayodam that just like there's a sheer moment of how much money I have to spend to do a mitzvah, there's also a, a general sheer of how much effort how much energy I need to exert in order to do a mitzvah. Meaning, if Chazal said, don't give away more than 20% of your income to do a mitzvah, that means, even though you have to do mitzvahs, but at the same time, we're using some rational thinking as well. And, and don't go ahead and, and sell everything in order for you to fulfill a mitzvah. Well, if that's the case, if I'm allowed to start making such chashboyness, so 
maybe a person shouldn't have to leave his family to, to go do a mitzvah. Maybe a person shouldn't have to travel to go ahead and do a mitzvah. And the Chayodim says, it's very mistabit to me, that if Chazal gave a shear of how much money he's supposed to spend, included in that is a general theme, which says that there's a shear of how much a person has to do for a mitzvah. I'm quoting verbatim Chayodim. So look to Chayodim, based on that, maybe I don't have to leave my family. If I don't have to give more than a Chaymish, maybe I don't have to leave my family. If I don't to get more than a chaymish. Who said I have to hire a horse and buggy and travel through the night for two nights to go ahead and do a mitzvah? Mechatesi. You see there's a shear when it comes to mitzvahs. So if there's a shear when it comes to mitzvahs, albeit a shear mamoy, maybe there's going to be a shear in terms of terchas and how much a person would have to do. That's the chayi adam's epic shayla vadvar matikin the income of But I was thinking just one knech. And that is, we know Chazal say that when it comes to the mitzvah of Limerah Torah, heavy goyle l'makim Torah. A yid's supposed to go to Golis to learn Torah. And there's so many Chazals that say this. That's Shevet Levi who sat and learned Torah. A person has to not just leave his house to learn Torah and I've gained Golis stuff again to learn in Torah. And we've spoken at the Chazam Soi from the Tshuva with the Gvir that left over uh, a big Karen and he said that he wants to support a, a child that should learn in an out of town yeshiva and then the, the apotropist wanted him to learn with his son Bechavrusa remember that festa Mishpat, and he wasn't going to go out of town and the Chassam Soifer said no the, this, this, this Gvir was a Chacham he understood he wanted it to be that way and we once spoke about the Psicha Shir that the Chassam Soifer gave in the beginning of this man where he told the Talmidim that take a look at Avram Avinu Avram Avinu after the Akedah he wanted Yitzchak to sit and learn right Avram Avinu the beautiful Medrash and then the Pashas Vayera he chapped that how was he zeichet to the madrigas of the akeda? And he realized it was all in the schus of Torah. So he says, "That's what it is. I want my family should always sit and learn Torah." So he sends Yitzchak to learn in the yeshiva of Shein Ve'ever. And this is what he told the Bachram in the Psicha He said, "I understand. He's Avram Avinu. Avram Avinu was a zokin v'yoshiv yeshiva. You mochavches on the base. So why do you have to send him out of town to go learn?" He said, "Because Chazal always understood how the goylelamakim Torah learn and the ikarat sacha comes when you goylelamakim Torah." Then the Ksav Soifer said, "It's not for all boys. Fascinating, but the." Bottom line is, we just spoke out to some soy for the other day in Parshas Ekev. Mitzvah Sha'adam Dosh Behem Ba'akovov is Kigoyim, someone that's Goyvah Lamakim Tayro, someone that's Rotz Lebeis Medrash. So I ask you a question, I understand. Here you have a Chayodom, but I got that says that just like you find Shiurim when it comes to mitzvahs, so so too, when it comes to how much any you have, a person has to get on a horse and buggy to go get a shoifer. Then why by Talmud Tayro is it different? Why by Talmud Torah is there a heavy goyle of the Malkam Torah? So you can tell me Talmud Torah, the mitzvah requires the heavy goyle of the Malkam Torah. Maybe. But I think it's posh. It's because the Shita Mekubet says already said that when it comes to Talmud Torah, we don't make these cheshboinahs. All these cheshboinahs of Hamavaz Vizal Yavaz Vizal and Shiurim in terms of how much I have to do to fulfill a mitzvah, that's true for all mitzvahs with the exception of Talmud Torah. So it's beautiful. The Chayadim said that just like you find Hamavaz Vizal Yavaz Vizal when it comes to swiping your credit card, who are there when it comes to exerting your own physical energy. And when it comes to making chashboinahs of how much do I have to give up in order to fulfill a mitzvah. But yet, when it comes to Talmud Torah, do you find that he'll gave away half of his nechassim and the ma'asim with Rabbi Yochanan where he sold out completely so he should be able to sit on Torah and etc, etc, etc. So you see, when it comes to Talmud Torah, you don't make those chashboinahs. There is no hamavaz v'zayavaz 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 when it comes to Talmud Torah. So if there's no hamavaz v'zayavaz v'zayavaz when it comes to Talmud Torah, so so too when it comes to Talmud Torah, you don't have the Chayyadah. Talmud Torah, you're right. If you can't learn Torah over here, heavy you have no choice. But not getting Golas to learn the Torah. Because over here, there are no barriers. There's no limits. When it comes to Talmud Torah, you give up everything for learning Torah. There's not and so too you don't have that hakir of the chayyadam, and it's for that reason when it comes to Torah, the Allah is going to be heavy That's the first Torah. The second Torah, and this is Akasha, that Ali asked after the shear on Dafnon and Be'emes, it's Reb Kiva Eger's Kasha. And that is the Prima Godim in Mishpit Zayzav, and this is in Hilchas Chanukah, it's in Simen Tofresh Ayin Aleph, when he talks about the halachas of Chanukah, so he says that just like in every mitzvah there's halacha of Hamavazvez Al Yavazvez Yosem so too when it comes to the mitzvah of Ner Chanukah, you're going to have halacha of Hamavazvez Al Yavazvez Yosem Michaimish. So if a person doesn't have a menorah, or if he doesn't have oil, he doesn't have wicks, he doesn't have 
the necessary tools to do the mitzvah, you have to spend money. Kamuvan. But Hamavazvez al Yavazvez Yerzimuchemish. Freight Rabki Veger says it's a plea. He says, I don't understand. The Allah and Shulchan Aruch is. Even an oni that's misparnes menat stalko, shoyel oy moichik susoy, velikeach shemalahavik. He has to borrow money, he has to sell his rekel in order to be able to be making the mitzvah of Nerchanako. So, Freyk Rabki Veger, he doesn't understand the Prima Godim. How could the Prima Godim say this Allahu of Hamavazviz, Ayyavazviz, Yosem, and Chaymesh? It's Mufurish and Shulchan Arach. The Allahu says, Afiloani Amisparnis Manat Stalko, Shoyla Mechak Susai. Obviously, this person is being Mavazviz, Yosem, and he doesn't have anything. So, if he doesn't have anything, so how could you tell me? That there's a din of Hamavazviz Ayyavazviz Yosem Mikhaimish by Nerchanukah, I understand, it's true by all mitzvahs, but clearly Nerchanukah is different. How do I know that? It's Allah Chuchanarach, Tov Reishayan Aleph of Gotten Aleph. They have to be Shoyla and Moichik Susoy, and if that's the case, then Lechaira, how do you understand, how do you understand the fact that the Allah is, you have to be Shoyal? And at the same time, there would be a din of So because of this kasha, Rabbi Kiva Eger is chaylik with the Prima Godin, and Rabbi Kiva Eger says you have to say that Ner Hanukkah is different. Why is Ner Hanukkah different? So Ali was mechavin to Rabbi Kiva Eger's terrace as well. He said it after the shir, and that is because of Persume Nisa. Persume Nisa Adif, and it's really based on the Gemara Navri Psachim. Where the Gemara over there, in a similar context, says that Persume Nisa Adif, Kvega doesn't quote the Gemara, but it's partially meant that Gemara, and you see that Persume Nisa Adif. So, although it's true ordinarily, but Persume Nisa is different. And when it comes to Persume Nisa, it could be there the halacha is that there's no din Hamavazviz, Ayyavazviz, Yosem, Mechaimish. It's a very, very big Chiddish. It's from Kivegas Chedesh. In Hagoyis, from Kivegan Shulchan Aruch, in Erechayim, Simon, Tafresh, Ayan Aleph. I was discussing this with my son, Shlomo Zalman, and he said what I think is a, a teret hagun to Reb Kivega Zahara. Again, what's Reb Kivega Zahara? Reb Kivega Zahara is that although in Kola Teirukuli you find the din is Hamavazviz, Ayavazviz, Yosem, Echaymish, but when it comes to Ner Hanukkah, over here the halacha would seem to be that you don't say Hamavazviz, Ayavazviz, Yosem, Echaymish. Why not? Because I feel only Hamasparnis, but not stalker, Shoyal, Oymarchik, Susoy, Velaykeach, Shem, and Lahatlik. That is, if you look in the Chafetz Chaim, in Ahavaz Chesed, it's Perik Chafs of Cotton Aleph right in the beginning. So the Chafetz Chaim says that even though it's true there's a din of Hamavaz Vazayavaz Vazayavaz but there's an exception to the rule. He brings a few exceptions. The first exception to the rule he brings is an Usher Gadol. He says someone that's an Usher Gadol doesn't have the halacha of Hamavaz Vazayavaz Vazayavaz He says why not? He says because the Gemara gave a reason why Hamavaz Vazayavaz Vazayavaz because we're concerned that maybe the person is going to become an Araman and if he's going to be an Araman he's going to have to come on to the Brias. That if the whole reason is that we're concerned you're going to be an Araman, an Asher Gadol who gives instead of 20%, 30%, that person's probably not becoming an Araman. And as a result, there's no halacha of And the truth is that this Chiddush that the Chavetz Chaim says is really based on a Mephurish Gemara. Because the Gemara says, we're going to learn this Gemara next week. The Gemara says that Marukva, who was a big bald stalker, he was lying on his deathbed and he gave away half of his nechassim to the Aniyim. And the Gemara says, how was he allowed to do that? Doesn't it say, So the Gemara says, yeah, it does. But what's the reason, we're concerned, maybe you're going to become an Oraman, and you're going to have to come on to the Brias. Well, this person, he's dying. Marukfa was on his deathbed. He's not becoming an Oraman. And because this concern is not something that was relevant to Marukfa, therefore he was allowed to give away more than a Chaymish, and he decided he gave away Palga the Nechsi, and the other half he left for his Yarshim. But the point is, is you see Mephurish in the Gemara, that is only to the extent that there's a concern that you're going to end up being an Araman. In other words, what you see from here is a longness. You could have thought that is a din. By the way, we saw the Gemara says that this wasn't just a Takana Susha. It was a Braisa. The Gemara had a Makar to it. Asera Asrenu. It's learned that from Yaakov Avinu. Kvegin Gilean Ashas brings that this was already a Hilchasa, it seems like. So Amavaz, Amavaz, goes back a very long time. And really, you could have thought that it was a din. 
a person not allowed to give away more than a chaymish. There's a lot of dinim that we have. So one of the dinim would be that you can't give away more than a chaymish. A bit's mavur, that that's not the pshat. But rather the pshat is, is that it's not that you can't give more than a chaymish. You know what you can't do? You can't give stalker in a way where you're going to set yourself up so that maybe you're going to have to come on to the brios. If you're someone right now that has money, you can't do something that's going to set yourself up to where you get to a point where you're going to be in Star of Chabris. That's why Marukvan is deathbed. Didn't have to worry about this. And that's why an Usher God was in Havas Chesed doesn't have to worry about it. Because when he writes that check that puts him over the line in the sand of 20%, he's not putting himself in a matzah of Sakana that right now maybe he's going to be in the Star of And as a result, there's no concern. But the point is, here's the punchline. Is a sheer, it's a din. But the Yisoyed Adover is when you derish time at the crop, which we can do because Chazal did, as it relates to this halacha, it's don't put yourself into a matziv where right now, because of what you're doing, maybe Shema Yitzhak Halabrias. So Shlomo Zalman said, Pashit. He said, just like the Chavetz Chaim said, that someone that's an Usher Gadol is allowed to be Mavaz Vaziyah Why? Because giving the extra money is not going to put him in a matziv when now he's going to be Yitzhak Halabrias. If a person's already Yitzhak Halabrias, if this person is being Shailal Absol, He's an Oni Amispanis Benat Stoker. So he's anyways in such a matzah. So by him giving Yaisa Mechamish, he's also not putting himself in a situation where he's going to have to be in Starach Alabrius. The Vardis not don't give away more than 20%. The Vardis don't put yourself in a situation where as a result of your bizbuz, right now all of a sudden you're going to have to come on to the Brias. The Chavetz Chaim said one extreme. This person is so rich, it's not going to affect him. Well, there's another extreme. You know what the other extreme is? This person's anyways coming on to Stoker. He anyways can't support himself. He anyways can't sustain himself. And because he anyways can't sustain himself, say he's saivi. So Kivega asked the Kasha on the Prima Godim. The Prima Godim said that just like when it comes to all mitzvahs, who are there when it comes to Ner Chanukah, so the Prima Godim, how could the Prima Godim have said those words? The terence is the only amispanus when I stuck is saving that in the sugi of Amavaz Vizayavaz Vizayasim Chaimish. Because he's anyways coming on to stalker. Just like the Chavetz Chaim would say the Usher Gadol doesn't have the problem. So he does. I, it's, yeah, it's no different than any mitzvah. Any mitzvah, if you're an Usher Gadol, or on the other side of the spectrum, you're an only amispanus when I stalker, being that there's no concern that through the stalker that you're giving right now, that maybe you're going to have to come on. So in that case, it's not going to be a problem. So Shlomo Zalman was moist. He said, maybe you could say that that's the terrorist to the Chafetz Chaim's kasha and Lukuti Aloch is also by Hillel. Hillel gave half of what he earned every day to the Shemra Pesach. And the kasha is, how is he allowed to give it? It's Chafetz Chaim's kasha. And the vazvaz al yavazvaz yosim yichaymish. So the Chavetz Chaim said that maybe according to the Shita Mekubet says there would be an eitzah, but it could be the eight terets is that Hillel was vaita. He was in this very very compromised position regardless. Now we don't know that Hillel was mispirnis but not stalker. So it's not as sharp as it is in the Shulchan Aruch. But at the same time, he seemed to have been a, an extremely, extremely man of poverty. And as a result, that's the whole point of Hillel Mechaivah So'aniyim. He was Mamish and Oni Ve'evyin. And because he was an Oni Ve'evyin, so for him to go ahead and give Yosem Mechaimish wasn't necessarily going to change his, his matziv. And because it wasn't necessarily going to change his matziv, so it could be it's for that reason, there was no problem with Hamavaz Vizal Yavaz Vizal Yosem Mechaimish when it comes to Hillel as well.